section twenty two of edmund dantes this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org edmund dantes by edmund flagg chapter twenty another midnight conclave again it was midnight again the chiefs of the revolution of forty eight assembled in conclave the second of the three days had passed but the streets of paris were all alive with excitement every leader of the reform was there ledru rollin and flocon excited and fiery louis blanc exhausted and agitated albert stern and collected lamartine pale and troubled Maras, sanguine and confident all of them more or less disturbed but m dantes as for him the same calm smile was on his lips the same mild light in his eye and the same unchanging resolution upon his countenance who attended the chamber of deputies to-day asked marrast did you lamartine i did was the reply and witnessed a somewhat stormy sitting at three o'clock as usual old Sauzet took the chair our friends were there in large numbers the ministerial benches were also filled immediately after m guizot entered he had been saluted with groans by the tenth legion stationed on guard without and with cries of down with guizot calm undisturbed stony in aspect though strangely pallid he entered and took his seat m vavin deputy for the seine instantly mounted the tribune as deputy of paris he had he said a solemn duty to fulfil for twenty-four hours paris had been in insurrection why was this he called on the minister of the interior to explain and what said guizot asked louis blanc eagerly he said he thought the public interest did not demand nor was it proper for the chamber at that time to enter into debate on the subject the king had called m le comte mole to form a new cabinet and then the left cheered exclaimed flocon most emphatically was the reply and what said guizot then asked ledru rollin he calmly said that no such demonstrations could induce him to add to or withhold a single syllable of what he designed to say or to pretermit a single act he had designed to do as long as his ministry remained in office he should cause public order to be respected according to his best judgment and as he had always done he should consider himself answerable for all that might happen and should in all things act as conscience might dictate for the best interests of the country a noble answer exclaimed m dantes with enthusiasm ledru rollin and louis blanc assented and what next pursued flocon after considerable confusion continued lamartine m odillon barot rose and demanded in consequence of the situation of the cabinet a postponement of the proposition for its impeachment fixed for to-morrow ah and what said the chamber asked flocon the demand was so loudly reprobated that m barot immediately said he made the proposal in entire submission to the majority and what said dupin asked ledru rollin eagerly dupin said the first thing necessary for the capital was order 
anarchy must cease the ministry could not at the same time occupy themselves in re-establishing order and in caring for their own safety he demanded the adjournment of the impeachment and of all business and what did barreau reply to that asked louis blanc Monsieur barreau was silent the minister of foreign affairs at once rose and said with much energy that as long as his cabinet remained entrusted with the public interest which would probably be for some hours it would cause the laws to be respected the cabinet saw no reason for the suspension of the labours of the chamber the crown was at that moment exercising its prerogative and it must be respected so long as his cabinet was on those benches the chamber need not suspend its labours what was the vote on the question to postpone consideration of the impeachment asked flocon some of the opposition supported the motion but the whole centre opposed it and it was lost the chamber immediately rose in great agitation and m guizot disappeared it seems to me that the position of m odillon barreau is a somewhat peculiar one at this moment observed louis blanc he is neither with the crown nor with the people and yet both seem to confide in him as i passed his house this evening at about eight o'clock said flocon a large multitude were in his courtyard shouting long live odillon barreau a deputation of the people penetrated i understand even to his private apartment where he was in consultation with thiers and dupin barreau then urged them to be moderate in their triumph and to retire m garnier page who chanced to be there urged them to do the same and they went off shouting louder than ever at that moment one of the reporters of le national hastily entered and handed marrast a note whence do you come monsieur asked the editor from the tuileries monsieur was the reply and the reporter left the editor opened the note and read aloud one o'clock count mole unable to form a cabinet has this moment resigned and the king has sent for m guizot m thiers and marshal bougeaud half-past one o'clock marshal bougeaud's commission as commander-in-chief of the national guard and of the troops of the line in place of generals jacques minot and peronette tibrours sabastiani has just been signed by m guizot and his colleagues the ministers of war and the interior and will appear in the moniteur of this morning bugeaud's plan is this instant attack with an overwhelming force of artillery cavalry and infantry of the line which he asserts he has now already in position in anticipation of this event and well disposed to act on all the barricades he promises to sweep away every obstruction from the streets before dawn though at the cost of fifty thousand lives ha exclaimed all the conspirators instantly springing to their feet this indeed is resistance said m dantes but bugeaud can concentrate no more troops upon us every avenue to paris will be effectually closed before morning and even the telegraph stopped if this be true we have not an instant to lose said louis blanc i had a hint of this began m dantes stay stay messieurs cried marrast as the whole company was rushing to the door here is another and later dispatch two o'clock marshal bugeaud has gone to complete his arrangements for instant attack m thiers has arrived and with odillon barreau de vergier de haran and de remusat has formed a cabinet 
general lamoricière supersedes marshal bougeot the latter is recalled and forbidden to fire on the people he protests with violence and sheathes his sword in despair to be sure he does the old cut-throat cried ledru rollin the idea of being let loose with his mastiffs on the people of paris like sheep pent up in a fold was to him a source of rapturous anticipation and his rage at the disappointment is proportional messieurs cried m dantes this last step of the government was all that we required to ensure our success tiers and barreau mistake if they think there is sufficient magic in their names to quell a revolution in fact neither of them are trusted by the people it is too late yesterday this might have been done but now the demand is not reform but a republic not down with the ministry but down with the dynasty the conspirators looked at each other and then at m dantes in amazement and doubt it was apparent they were as yet unprepared for language so plain m dantes is right cried flocon to-morrow night when we meet we shall all admit it it was now nearly three o'clock and the republicans repaired to their homes for a few hours sleep before the exciting scenes anticipated for the morrow as louis blanc and m albert passed up the rue le pelletier and came opposite the hotel of the minister of foreign affairs which but a few hours before had been the scene of so much confusion and bloodshed they paused and looked around the pavement was still dark and wet with the gore of the slaughtered citizens but the whole street was deserted and silent here and there a solitary light might be detected in the attic windows of the immense hotel but no other sign of life or human occupation was to be perceived true there was an ominous sound of rising barricades in the boulevard beyond the crash of trees the click of steel on stone the lumbering of wheels and at intervals a distant shout but this excepted all was as quiet in paris as if the old city had never known of insurrection this spot will be noted in the future history of france said louis blanc do you know the exact facts of the case monsieur albert there are so many rumours that we can with difficulty get near the truth i was not present when the fourteenth delivered their fire was the reply but i learned from m de courtet who hastened to the spot that the colonel of the regiment now in prison asserts that at the moment of the arrival of the crowd a ball from a musket which accidentally went off broke the leg of his horse and he thinking this the signal for an attack at once gave orders to fire another story is that one of our young blouses blew out an officer's brains with a pistol many of the troops must have fired in the air said louis blanc looking around him for there were two hundred of them in line i understand and their discharge was delivered across the whole breadth of the boulevard swarming with people it was unfortunate for m guizot rejoined m albert with a sardonic smile that his hotel should have witnessed such a scene but fortunate for the cause nevertheless replied louis blanc this last movement is called the movement of the journalists i understand if suspicions are always as correct said m albert there will be fewer false ones i fancy 
louis blanc made no reply and the friends walked on up the boulevard reconnoitring every spot at the rue du faubourg montmartre they were stopped by a barricade which was rapidly rising under the united and vigorous exertions of several hundred men steadily sternly and silently all that night they toiled and when the barricade was completed the tree-colour flag was planted on its summit and a citizen soldier stood beside its staff to defend it on the other side of the boulevard in the rue montmartre rose another barricade entirely finished these men are resolved said louis blanc desperate rather replied albert they have counted the cost and prepared to go on with the attempt they have begun at all hazards it is better to fight than starve they think but do you observe how few of them are armed asked louis blanc we have provided for that deficiency you will see arms enough for all to-morrow replied albert barricades first arms afterwards and indeed while he was yet speaking a tumbrel loaded with arms of every description drove silently up and each man supplied himself with a weapon that suited his fancy in some instances the taste exhibited was ludicrous in the extreme there were swords without scabbards and bayonets without guns a towering helmet on the head of one man and broad white leather cross-belts on the shoulders of another daggers and knives sabres and pikes mingled in grotesque confusion but each individual was armed with something and to crown all a small piece of ordnance borne on the shoulders of four stout men who staggered beneath its weight was now brought up and placed in battery from such men what may we not hope exclaimed louis blanc but it is near morning let us proceed i stop here quietly said albert what pass the night here exclaimed his companion the night is nearly past now replied albert with a smile i will sleep a few hours with my men of the barricades and be ready to help them defend their work in the morning you are devoted to the cause albert said louis blanc warmly grasping his hand oh no more than yourself was the reply we are all devoted to it but each in his own way you are an author i am a workman it is a light thing for me to pass a night with only only the sky for a canopy it is a light thing for you to pass the night in your study a change of positions would possibly kill us both the friends grasped each other warmly by the hand and parted the author going to his study and the workman to his barricade End of section twenty two